Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. All right, early service. How's everybody doing today? You guys doing good? Great to, great to see you today. Come on, help me welcome uh, all of our locations right now and everybody watching online. We're so glad uh, that you're with us today. And um, wow, what a week last week was, huh? It was just an amazing week and um, you know, we had, uh, it was just record everything. But um, the most important thing was, uh, was that Jesus showed up and uh, he did what he does. And, um, and I'm really excited today. I wanna to jump right into the, to the message today because I feel like over this past week, um, I've really got a lot of context. Um, I've been just in the Word all week. I've been talking to people and I really have a lot of context about, uh, about my experience Friday night. You know, if you were here last weekend, you heard me talk about that. Um, it was just very powerful. I was very emotional. I was just trying to describe what I experienced. And um, this week, it's just been another really powerful week. And um, I feel like that God through his word has really given me a lot of context for what happened. So I wanna to talk to you about that and I wanna to talk to you about the purpose uh, for, for what I experienced. And um, it's gonna be a really powerful, powerful day. So I want everyone to lean in. We're gonna go through a lot of scripture today. Is that okay? And, uh, and I wanna kind of biblically show you what I believe, what, what happened to me and the, the, the purpose for this and, and, and what our church looks like kind of moving forward. Um, Revelation 19.7. It says, let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. We want to be ready for Jesus, don't we? Now look at, look at Revelation 19.10. It says, and I fell at his feet to worship him. This was John to an angel. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I'm your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. Now look, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Okay, so the bride has made herself ready and then a couple of verses later, it talks about that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So anytime that God truly moves in the prophetic, it's always gonna be twofold. I believe every vision, every dream, this is what God showed me, it's gonna be twofold. Guess what? There's gonna be a testimony of Jesus because it's all about him, amen? And then there's gonna be a purpose or an instruction given to make his bride ready. And that's what we're gonna look at biblically today. And then God's gonna show up and we'll just take it from there, okay? Pray, let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we set ourselves apart for you and to you today. Lord, I consecrate this altar in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I just pray, I thank you that the testimony of Jesus is faithful and true. 
God, I thank you that everything uh, we do and here we receive by faith and I pray that we would lean in today, Lord, and receive your word with hungry, open hearts that we would apply faith to the word that's heard in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. I, I want to say that, I always say this every time, because we've gotten a whole lot of questions in, okay? And so Wednesday is going to be a real kind of practical night that I'm just going to go through a lot of those questions, at, at least the ones that I think are um, uh, important, okay? And so it's funny because a lot of the questions are like, you know, um, well, what was the room like? What was heaven like? Who else was there? Um, how tall is Jesus? You know, uh, <laughs> things like that. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, we'll get to some of that. I'll talk about some of that on Wednesday, but this is very, very important for you to understand. When I was next to Jesus, okay, everything in heaven is about Jesus. Everything is a reflection of him. Even, even if you want to say the atmosphere, the weather, it's reflecting the attitude of Jesus. And so where I was at this, at, as he was ministering Passover to the, to the heavenly assembly and, and, and to you in that vision in a way, if you were there uh, Friday night, what I'm saying is when, when I was placed there by him, I talked to you about the bow. You, you just bow. So you know that Michael Smith song says, I can only imagine what will it be like? Will we be dancing? Will we be this? Will we be that? Well, I'll tell you what, if you're at the heavenly Passover, you're going to bow. Yeah, that's what you're going to be doing at the heavenly Passover. And it was awesome. But, but when I was next to Jesus, it was so overwhelming. Like I felt almost like I was peeking. Like I'd kind of look up I kind of try to get a base of reality if I was in reality, but the presence and person of Jesus, what was what everything about, like it would be so disrespectful if I was like, hey, let you, what I'm trying to say is everything and Jesus is what makes heaven great. When you're, when you're next to Jesus, everything else, I mean, I know heaven has great things and all that. But I'm telling you, Jesus, he is, is the light of heaven. He's the reflection of heaven. It's, it's, it's all about Jesus. Do you see what I'm saying? So, so we'll get to some of those things Wednesday night, but it's important for all of us to understand what and who makes heaven great. And that's Jesus. Okay. So look, 197. I'm sorry, let's go through some scriptures here. Go to uh, Exodus. Do we start in Exodus? Okay, we're going Exodus to Revelation. I could have put it in Genesis, but we're gonna skip around. All right? So here's God speaking of the Passover under the old covenant that we know Jesus has fulfilled. He says, look, now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So this day, look at this, shall be to you a memorial. Everybody say a memorial. It shall be a memorial and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Look, you shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. Keep going. And keep going. Isaiah 66, look, 
as the new heavens, now this is the new heavens and the new earth. This is even after the millennium, okay? This is when God is dwelling with man. As the new heavens and the new earth that I make will endure before me, declares the Lord, so will your name and descendants endure. From one new moon to another, from one Sabbath to another, all mankind will come and bow down the bow. Do you know this year I found out I got a whole lot of context from Pastor Paul, as I, as I said, he's a minister, Messianic Jew, has a global ministry, he's been in ministry over 40 years. This, this year, in the, it, like every year, there's a letter of the Hebrew alphabet that's somehow prophetic or in focus. This year is the letter, it's, it's the last letter on Yeshua's uh, name, and that letter means to bow. It means to bend over. Remember what I was telling you all about? I felt like I was, you, you're, you bend over. Look, she'll bow before me. Now look, says the Lord. And they will go out and look on the dead bodies of those who rebelled against me. The worms that eat them will not die and the fire that burns them will not be quenched and they will be loathsome to all mankind. That's talking about the lake of fire in the new heavens and the new earth. Keep going. But what I want you to see are these feasts, these festivals, these are throughout all eternity. Jesus is the fulfillment of these and these feasts and these festivals, what they do is they point to Jesus, they glorify Jesus. And this, this is my sense, when I, like, like here's, here's what I know now, like the Passover next year, if, if I was in heaven, like if, if, if God had just killed me, which that did go through my mind, I died on stage. And uh, like, I, man, I, I could not wait for the next Passover festival because there, there's this revelation of Jesus and his covenant and who he is and what he did for us. And, and, and think about this, like I didn't even have my resurrected body. No one in heaven has their resurrected bodies right now. So think of the glory and the revelation that we'll be able to contain when we have that heavenly body, not just our spirit body. So, so, Part of my download was this whole thing. I'm gonna get there, watch, keep going. Well, here we are. Here's Paul talking to a Gentile church. If you know Corinthians, I mean, they had a lot of issues going on in this church. He says, look, therefore purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed Christ, our Passover, he's the fulfillment, our Passover lamb was sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast. Let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but, look, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Acts, okay. I'm so glad that this was in the Bible. Okay, this really helped me because this week I was just looking at different visions that uh, you know, Peter, Paul, um, different people in the Bible. And, and this, this one, even though mine was very different because I feel I either I was taken to heaven, the heavens were open, I was there, I was in heaven with Jesus. So mine's different, but there's some, a couple of things that I wanna show you out of here, okay? This is Peter's heavenly vision. He says, about noon the following day as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. Look, 
And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a, a trance. He wasn't asleep. He was awake, but he was in some type of trance state. That's exactly the way that I would describe how I felt, okay? And then now here's his vision. He saw heaven open. So did I. It was like I was, I didn't know was heaven here? Was I there? I didn't, but whatever, however that looks, I know I was in heaven. I was there next to Jesus. Now look, he said, he saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to the earth, kind of like a, uh, or confetti paper let down to the earth. It contained, it contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. Come on, thank goodness, you Louisiana people, you can keep eating those gators. All right, reptiles. He said, he said then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. Now look, then the voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Look, this happened three times. I can relate. The heavenly voice that I heard was three times. And he says this. He says, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. So that was his, uh, his vision about bringing the Gentiles into the fold. But look at verse 17. This was me this week. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, I was so glad that was in there. So here's what, and then, you know, okay, so Cornelius had seen an angel and he's gonna send people to Peter and they're gonna give him context. And then he's gonna go to the house of Cornelius and they're gonna give him context. And then he's gonna quote the word and, and, and there's all this through the word and other people, they're gonna help Peter. God's gonna help Peter process the context of what had just happened. So, so, so God didn't come in and say, give him this vision and say, okay, Peter, here's what this is. This represents this and this represents that and that, 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 and you got the full understanding of all that because there's a whole lot that I was wondering about. And that's what, thank you, Jesus, that's why we have the word of God. And if there's anything that I've experienced, oh, by the way, <laughs> if you're new this morning, <laughs> I, just please, I know what this sounds like. I know, I know what this sounds like. I've been walking with God for 28 years. Nothing like this has ever happened to me. I'll talk, if you can go, just go online and listen to, to Sunday and then Wednesday. And Wednesday even talked about guarding your heart and everything needs to line up with the word. And, and, and you have to test the spirit. And you know, the testimony of Jesus is faithful and true. And those of you who know Jesus and you don't have some type of religious filter or, or, or something or, or, or something in your heart that is not right, the Spirit's gonna testify in your spirit that the testimony of Jesus is true. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Do you see? So anyway, I know this sounds crazy, you know, which I... This either happened to me or, or I am crazy. <laughs> Believe me, I processed that with Carrie and a few of my friends. Um, okay. Um, so anyway. But look, look he, he was, so, so Peter was wondering about the vision. And, and so, so that's what I feel like with Paul 
Pastor Paul Wilbur, who is, who is an um, elderly Messianic Jew and the scriptures, I feel like I've got a whole lot of context. Now what happened? So one of the first things was right after this happened on the weekend, um, uh, I, I was on a, 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 a kind of a retreat um, getaway with our pastors. And so I wasn't able to meet with Pastor Paul. He came to our all staff prayer meeting on Thursday, which was just another in my line staff, well, that, staff, that Thursday staff meeting man was like, boy, you talk about heaven come down. And um, Paul helped give a lot of context. And one of the things that I know it was happening, but I just, there's just a lot, was, was that Friday night, it wasn't just Good Friday, it was also Passover. And you know, those don't always line up. At the, on our calendars with the Hebrew calendar and whatever we're on, the Roman, Greek, uh, whatever. Um, those don't always line up. And so Paul was saying, Stovall, do, do you realize, you know, the prophetic significance of what happened that night? Here's Paul, a Jew. Here's me, a Gentile. What did you, who did you, he says in Ephesians that the two, his covenant would make the two one man. Do you see? <laughs> Revival's about restoration, right? That's the message of the cross. Redemption, reconciliation, restoration. The two becoming one man. And of course the Jews know, they know that these feasts are perpetual in heaven. And so, so, the, 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 how those continue in heaven with Jesus, the fulfillment uh, of those. So I also kind of thought, okay, well, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we named our church Celebration Church because we're not gonna stop celebrating in, in heaven and there's gonna, I just, like I'm saying, and, and I'm, obviously because I have never been there or been shown that until Last Friday, I mean, my idea of heaven, you know, like we go to heaven and just everything's great. And um, it's just kind of, I don't know. I just had an idea that was very different from what I experienced and what I experienced was way, way better, okay? So, so like I told y'all when I was there, it, it was Jewish. It was beautiful. It was like, and part of me in the newness, one of the, the whole new things, like almost like, I can't believe I'm here. Like I'm not supposed to be here. Like, and, and I told you guys that um, I was standing, but I felt seated. A more accurate word would be placed. I was placed there, almost like grafted, grafted in with Jesus, the Messiah, and the disciples and the heavenly assembly, yet at the same time, I felt fully known, fully forgiven, fully accepted, for I was supposed to be there. I belonged there. I'm, 
it, it, it's an acceptance that's, that's hard to describe. And here's another question my staff asked me that I just want, you know, any one of you guys that uh, struggle with condemnation or anything like that, I'm telling you, when I was there, I felt there was zero sin consciousness, none. I had no sin consciousness. I was not thinking about one thing I did wrong or anything like that. I'm telling you, the blood of Jesus has cleansed us. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus has cleansed us from any and all sin. His sacrifice one time cleansed heaven and earth forever. You're not getting in that place without the blood of Jesus. Which is why the covenant's so important. Okay, so so keep keep going. Let me let me show you. This is what happened to me. Paul spoke this to our staff on Thursday, okay? This is the best way to sum up what happened to me. Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. He himself shall dwell in prosperity and his descendants shall inherit the earth. Look, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. I wanna tell you guys right now, I've never, I've, my pastor friends, I have a lot more pastor friends that I think are more spiritual than me, that live more holy than me, that um, are just better than me, okay? So I, want, I'm, I really wanna deflect this, this thing off of, you know, God chooses and those who fear, I wanna deflect that to this, look, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. You all fear God that, that know Jesus. Look, and he will show them his covenant. Jesus showed me his covenant. It was a secret in the sense that I understood it, but I didn't nearly understand the fullness, the, the value, the I just had a very, I've studied covenant. I've preached on covenant. <laughs> I am a pastor, don't worry. Some of you are like, man, you, you're always telling us these scriptures that you, know, you didn't understand. I, I had a, watch, I had a partial understanding. Now I have a much fuller understanding of the covenant, his covenant, okay? That I believe, that I believe for Gentiles, that's just a lot more difficult than, than obviously for a Jewish Christian, a Jewish believer in Jesus. And, uh, and Jesus showed me that. He sh this is all about his covenant, which is why, and he's been preparing me and he's been preparing you, which is why you guys can tell that over this revival, you know, these things that have to do with the covenant, like the Lord's Supper, like, like water baptism, like coming to the altar, like repentance, like the ministry of Jesus, the power of the blood to set us free from torment and all, all those things have been stirring and very evident. And then, man, Jesus showed me his covenant, okay? And so what are we gonna do with that, all right? This is what today's about. Keep going. 
Okay, Hebrews. Remember the, the, uh, the voice, how the voice was in Hebrew? Pastor Paul began to speak in Hebrew, but then quickly it went to Hebrew, but it was another voice. Now know it was Jesus' voice. It was what he was saying in the heavenly assembly as, as see, earth was lining up in heaven. Jesus, in my best understanding, revelation, Jesus was ministering the Passover that night in heaven to the heavenly assembly, his church, which include all of us, the heavenly assembly, as the fulfillment, as the Passover lamb, as the fulfillment of the high priest, as the mediator of the new covenant. Are you, are you following me? That was going on with heaven and somehow by the mercy of God, God aligned our earth with his heaven. Lord, your kingdom come. Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I've always taken that verse to mean like God has a will for my life. And he does, right? And so God has kind of this will decreed that would be perfect in heaven. So I pray for God's will and that kind of heavenly will, let that, let that happen in my earth and in my life. Watch, that's part of it. But what God showed me is there's also a pattern in heaven that if we will align our earth, our pattern on earth with the pattern in heaven that he will open heaven. And the kingdom and the power and the glory will come down. Are you following me? And watch, watch, watch. There's power in the pattern. That's what I didn't understand. I, I just always thought, well, hey, you know, everything now, it's, you know, it's all about relationship and all those things are, are former things and Jesus is the fulfillment and Jesus is the total fulfillment. And so those things or whatever, they're, they're, they're not that important and it's all about the heart and relationship. And, you know, we, as long as we keep the heart, the, the heart and the relationship right, you know, well, we can kind of do things this way and do things that way and, and, and that kind of stuff like that. And I'm telling you, not in this time. See, I, I believe in what Paul was telling me, Friday night was an appointed time. I don't believe anything that we have been doing has been wrong. I believe that now is a new appointed time where the church is about to enter a season of power, a season of a revelation of Jesus. And, and so what Jesus is saying is do things according to the heavenly pattern. Now, I want to be clear before we get into this, okay? I'm not coming back next week with a yarmulke, all right? I'm, I'm not, okay, we're not Jewish. I mean, I, we're a Gentile church, but thank God Jesus grafted us in, am I right? I, I, f I felt that, I felt, that's what, remember my first, when I was trying to explain it, I was like, well, I was standing, but I felt seated. Do y'all remember that? But it, it, it was placed, 
it was like I was grafted amongst these Jews. Do, do you see? Here's the other crazy thing about this. If y'all know me, I've been to Jerusalem one time. I'm not, you know, there's all these kind of Christians for Israel, all these kind of uh, Messianic Jewish Christian alliances, all that stuff. I've just never been into that stuff. I mean, I love the Jewish people. I just, you know, <laughs> that's why I thank God for Paul Wilbur or because like I need help understanding all this context, right? So, so we're, not, we're not becoming Jewish, okay? We're, we're Gentiles, but watch. There is a pattern, I'm gonna get to it, and it all starts with the altar. It all starts with the altar. That's why God, three weeks before this, remember what he told me? He said, build an altar. Build me an altar. You saw this. It, it just so happens to be in the shape of a cross. I didn't tell him to do it like this, going out like this and like that. He, he said, build me an altar. That was right after the riot night. And I, listen, I know this sounds crazy. I got you. When I hear this in the third person, I'm there with, I'm there with you. But if you were, if the, 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 the Friday night with the youth, on the first one in March, that first Friday, I'm coming to, to church. God said, I want you to pray. I want you to declare that I'm gonna strike down the false gods of Egypt. Now watch, this is nothing against Egypt, but there were false gods in Egypt. They were real gods, little g. They were demons. They were fallen angels and demons, and they had power and, and this all has to go back, this is the war of the seed, okay? With Satan and the seed of the woman who's, who's Jesus. Which by the way, that song that Israel Houghton wrote, that we, boy is that, that is um, um, lighting up the kingdom. Jesus is the light of heaven. Jesus lights up the kingdom. Uh, pushing back the darkness. That's what happened when the king, when the, when, when the God's kingdom comes through the church. In the name of Jesus, oh my gosh. That song. Doesn't it say something about bow too? Bow? I don't know. <laughs> Whenever I tell them, hey, sing this song. I don't know any of the names to any of them. So I have to start singing them and butcher the words and they just have to cringe till they figure out the beat. <laughs> However, there, there are these patterns, okay? So watch, we, we, we kind of do some of them, you know, like we do Resurrection Sunday, right? Yeah, we, we, we do that. Like, like in, the, in the fall, last fall, I preached a whole series on, on the return of Jesus and being ready, remember all that? Well, well in, the, in the heavenly pattern, I would say the way those things are done, so the spring feasts have been fulfilled, the fall feasts are about the return of Jesus, and then of course, the tabernacle, God dwelling uh, with man forever, but, and then there's the whole, everything that relates to the covenant with communion, the altar, all that, there's, there's power in that pattern. And so, you know, we're, we're not able to do it like the Jewish believers do it just because we're not Jewish. 
but there's a pattern there. Like it was funny when I was telling my daughter Annabelle um, on Friday night, well, you know, we call Good Friday. She's like, where are y'all going? I was like, well, we're, we're going to Good Friday service, but it's really different because this is also the night of the Passover. So for the Jewish believers, the Messianic Jews, they're celebrating the Passover with Jesus as the fulfillment of our Passover lamb, you know, and just like the blood um, of, of Jesus protected them and all that, and, you know, Jesus' blood, he protects us. And, Clint, and Annabelle was looking at me and she's like, why don't we do that? I was kind of like, yeah, why don't we do that? I preach about Jesus as we say Jesus was the lamb that was slain. So, so, so my job is to help us get this pattern that's in heaven in a Gentile way. Are you following me? It's kind of like if you go, if you go by a spec home in a neighborhood, let's say you get the whatever, Coastal Cabana Model 3, whatever that is. So you know like, Okay, well, the Coastal Cabana Model 3, what is it? It's got four bedrooms, it got two bathrooms. Here's what, it's, it's the same pattern, but on each one of those, your roof can be different. A, a chimney might be this. So you have different colored walls, you have different colored, th that's kind of how I sense following the he heavenly pattern. And when we follow the heavenly pattern, listen, there's power in the pattern. There's power in the pattern of communion done the heavenly way. There's power in the covenant. We've got to get back to the covenant. There's blessings and benefits in the, in the, in the covenant. Do you see? that God cut covenant with us. That, that's what the death of Jesus is. He cut covenant with you. Think about that. You're invited to come into covenant with God. Like the highest form of union, bond, relationship, protection forever. He will always be faithful. He will always be with you. He will always, it is a union. It is a, it, it is, the closest thing we have is the original intent of marriage, but it is a union forever, 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 forever. So God, listen, God's ready to forgive anyone. It's not about that. It's about you saying yes to that type of relationship. We don't date Jesus. We are not engaged to Jesus. It's, this is not a casual thing. This is a Jesus laid down his life for you. He shed his blood for your sins. And when you say, Lord, I believe, I trust in you, I, I repent, I turn from going my own way, and I, I, I come into your way of this beautiful covenant relationship. There's so much power in that. And all these things, we just kind of need to do them in a way that's patterned in the Bible. What a shock. It's just right there in the Bible where the ministry of Jesus and the power of that covenant can really come into your life and you can receive not partial, but the full benefits and blessings that Jesus has for you. Okay, so real quick, let's go, let's go through. Real quick, come on. Oh, I hadn't read this one yet. Look, now this is the main point. Here's the main point. This is the main point. 
of the things we are saying, we have such a high priest. Jesus is our priest who fulfilled the priesthood, who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty of heavens. I forgot about this. Isn't it interesting that the voice that Jesus spoke to me in Hebrew was a key to find what I experienced in the book of Hebrews? The voice was in Hebrew. I can find everything that I experienced in the book of Hebrews. Look what, and about striking down the gods of Egypt. What did God do on the Passover night? So I got to the, the, the right night. I was praying, Lord, strike down the gods of Egypt, crush the gods of Egypt, crush those false gods. And even my staff was like, what's up with the gods of Egypt deal? What? Like, what, are, what are you doing? I mean, I felt it when you said it. I mean, I like it, but what is the deal here? And uh, little did I know that a few weeks later on Passover, when God delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of the world into covenant with him, he struck down the gods of Egypt and protected them from the plagues. And Jesus is the fulfillment. He is our Passover lamb. And when we experience covenant with him, guess what? He strikes down all those enemy spirits in your life. He sets you free from addiction. He sets you free from depression. He sets you free from torment. He sanctifies you. He breaks those things off your life. He breaks them. He strikes them down. Look. At the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heavens, look, a minister of the sanctuary, that's what Jesus was doing. Look, and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord erected and not man. For every high, this is a heavenly tabernacle, for every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifice. Therefore, it is necessary that this one also have something to offer. Keep going. For if, we were, for if he were on earth, he would not be a priest since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law, who serve, look, the copy, everybody say copy. So if there's a copy, doesn't that mean there's a original who serve a copy and a shadow of the what? Heavenly things. As Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle, for he said, look, here's what God said. See that you make all things according to the pattern shown to you on the mountain. Okay? Keep going. But Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come. Are y'all ready to experience the good things of the new covenant? I'm telling you. The good things, look. With the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, but with the blood and goats, of, not with the blood, and go, blood of goats, and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For with the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh. Look, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who 
through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. When I was next to Jesus in heaven, there was no sin consciousness. My consciousness was clean. It was pure. I'm telling you that the blood of Jesus cleanses every sin, every mistake, all iniquity. There's nothing more powerful than the blood of Jesus. Let's not cheapen the blood of Jesus and the blood of the new covenant. It's all about the blood. Keep going. Look, for Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands. Look, which are what? Copies of the true. Look, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Keep going. I think this is it. Okay, are y'all ready? I'm gonna tell y'all where I was. My best context of going through the Bible and then I'm gonna tell you what this altar is about and we're gonna pray. I'm gonna please ask no one, leave. I'll give you a dismissal. I'll talk about that. Our, Our services, what we're gonna start doing with our services will be about an hour and 20 minutes. At the hour and 20 minutes, I'll I'll make whatever God's leading me with a general altar call. Then I'll pray a prayer of dismissal. And those of you who need to go uh, can go. And then we're gonna have a, a, a time of extended ministry for about 15 more minutes. And you're gonna experience the power of the covenant at this altar. Do you understand me? Let me show you what this, the New Testament offer, what, what? The New Testament altar. Think about this. What is the ultimate altar? The cross. That was the altar where God himself laid his life down. The cross. Now I want you to think about this. The cross where the blood of Jesus was shed, where the body of Jesus was broken. Isn't that the Lord's Supper? Isn't that the Lord's table? So watch. If you take the cross, just imagine, you take the cross where Jesus' blood was shed and body was broken. If you lay that cross down, the cross is the table. There's the bread. There's the wine. There's there's Jesus. And there's power. There is power in the blood of Jesus. The, now I see why he said, build him an altar. See, the altar, the cross, and the table are really three components of the same thing. And that is the blood of the covenant. This is how we, when we engage that, that's where we experience redemption and healing and freedom and blessing. That's the power of the new covenant. It's all about the blood. So 
See, do y'all feel the holiness of God right here? Did you, do you sense that? This altar, listen, this altar is holy. It is holy. And from this point forward, when you, I'm telling you, when you engage this altar, you're gonna experience the holiness of God. And we're gonna approach this altar with reverence and with a holy fear, with a respect for who Jesus is and what he's done and how much he loves us. And when we engage that in the appropriate manner, I'm telling you, the blood of Jesus and the body, it is gonna break every curse. It is gonna, the, it is gonna forgive. It is gonna free. It's, look, for you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and burned with, the, burned with fire and to, and to blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words. It's talking about the old covenant, okay? The old mountain, it says, and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For if they could not endure what was commanded, look at this, and if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And it was so terrifying, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I'm exceedingly afraid and trembling. Keep going. Here we go. So that was the old covenant, right? It wasn't that God wanted to break out on him. He's just God. You understand, Jesus is God. He's, he's not like us. He is in that he came as a man, but he's, he's God. So now look, here's us. Thank you, blood. Thanks God for the blood of Jesus. Look, but you have come to Mount Zion. You've come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn. Jesus was what? The firstborn amongst many brethren. Do you remember when I said how even though he was God, that one of the most incredible revelations, he treats you like an equal, he treats you like a brother. He treats you like a friend. Look, to the generals who are registered in heaven, to the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. That's why the disciples, I, did, I didn't see their faces. They didn't have, they, they were spirits, they had a form, but they were spirits. The, 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 the congregation of, 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 of heaven, the, let me just go on. Look, to, to the spirits of just men made perfect, look, to Jesus. You've come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Abel, listen, the blood of Jesus, it makes you righteous. It puts you in right standing with God. It places you next to God. It, as, as Gentiles were grafted in into this unbelievable blessing, this new covenant where God himself came in the form of man and he died for us. He shed his blood for us so that we could be part of his eternal redemptive plan. Now look, here's our part, here's our part. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. Do you remember when he handed, I knew he handed me the bread. 
Don't refuse him when he speaks to you. He said, if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, how much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven? God spoke to us from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he is promised saying, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal, listen, listen, the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Do you know how you cannot be shaken? You come into covenant with Jesus. You don't date around. You don't show up when it's convenient. This is a covenant. See, right now we've been in a time where people can escape. Not when they die. They're pointing once to die after this is judgment. You know all the parables, the virgins with the oil, the parable of the talents, the parable of the managers of the house, what they're all out there. They're kind of can get away with whatever, but then there comes a time when they're called into account where the substance of their faith is manifest. Watch, keep going. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God, what? Acceptably. And in what? Reverence. And in what? Godly fear. For our God is a, he's a consuming fire. I'm gonna tell you Wednesday night about the fire of God that I saw come on this altar. Listen to me. You can either be a Christian that just believes in Jesus and dies and go to heaven, or you can be a disciple. And you can see the kingdom of God come into your life and see the church that Jesus died for push back the gates of hell on the earth in this next time, this next season. And I'm telling you, there's gonna come a time when the whole casual Christian thing You won't escape. You won't. You will not escape. You will not. You will not escape. If you hear his voice, don't refuse him. So I'm going to ask you right now. I don't know where you are with God. It's, this is a two-part thing. 
Don't, I don't want anybody moving. Don't move, don't move. Just stay right there. Don't, no music. If you know you've been refusing his voice, if you know you've, you know who you are. If you want to believe in Jesus and have his blood wash away all of your sins, bring you into his family where you can experience all the benefits and blessings of salvation. You can do that today, but you have a part. You have a part. The Bible says you have to repent. It's not this big. It's, it's a very, it's, in the Hebrew, it's very simple. It's like, okay, I was thinking this way about God, which is really kind of a self-serving way. I'm gonna repent. I've had a change of mind. I'm gonna turn this way. God, I'm gonna do it your way. So you're gonna come, you're gonna repent, you're gonna believe in Jesus, and then you're gonna go outside and you're gonna get in the water and you're gonna be baptized. Jesus's ceremony, if you wanna say it this way, his ceremony of baptism, he really died on the cross. He went into the earth, he rose again. When you go into that water, that's your, think of it this way, that's your ceremony of the new covenant where you're saying, Lord, I'm dying. I'm going under the water. My old life is being buried and I'm coming up in newness of life it's not gonna be about me anymore. It's gonna be about you and you're gonna live your resurrected life through me and I'm gonna be in covenant with you. That's what, that's what he offers you. Some of you have said this. You've said, Stovall, I, don't, um, I got baptized. Should I get rebaptized? Listen, if you have been water baptized and you did it with meaning and you, like, now you understand how important it is, you're, you're, you're fine. If you wanna renew your covenant because God has just moved on your heart or given you, you, you can do that, okay? But from this point forward, that is how we're coming to the table, coming to the Psalter. So watch, if that's you, I don't, it might be one person, it might be 50 people, I don't know, okay? It's two things. If you, you know, don't refuse his voice. You're ready to be saved and come into covenant with him. I want you to come to this. I want, I'm gonna give you the opportunity right now. Is there anyone? Don't be ashamed and don't refuse him. If there's anyone. Come on. So this, watch this, this is important. 
You want to renew your covenant. You've been saved. Okay, I want you, would you just walk over here real quick? If, if you know you've been saved and you want to renew, I want you to come by this man right here. Right here. If you are not sure if you've been born again, and you, I want you to come right here with these people. Isn't this beautiful? Come on, they're still coming. They're still coming. Now the worship team can come up. Mm. So watch. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead you all in a prayer. And then who's leading them out? Pastor John, you're going to follow them out? And watch this. And then once they go, you're, you're free to go. And y'all been awesome today. Thank you very much. And, 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 and then... But watch, after this, I didn't get to this today. We'll, we'll talk about this. Oh, I forgot to talk about the marriage conference with Jimmy Evans. You want to get to that Friday, Saturday. It's going to be awesome. I'll be there. Who knows what's going to happen now. After that, I didn't get to go. This is the four of the cups of the, of the table of the altar. Sanctification, freedom, freedom from plagues, and praise. Okay. So after they go out, we're going to open up the, you can just come here. If you, listen, God wants to free you from every curse, from every sickness, from every addiction. He, he, if you just want to come and give God praise, if, 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 if you need sanctification, if you've been trapped in sin, I'm telling you, the sin breaker is here right now. He's here. Y'all say a prayer with me, okay? Say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus. I repent and I surrender my life to you. Lord, I accept the terms of the covenant that you, God, shed your blood for. Jesus, I believe in you. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. I lay down my life so that you can live your life through me. I thank you for total forgiveness, for everlasting life, and that I'm now in your kingdom, which cannot be shaken. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Give them a hand clap, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.